You're listening to the Project Nerd Podcast Network, home of murder. No, that can't be right. Oh, no. Home of murder, she joked. And murder. It's an improvised, untrue crime podcast. Everything you're about to hear is completely made up on the spot, and it is in no way, shape, or form meant to reflect the lives of anybody living, dead, or otherwise. Only imagined. If you like what you hear, go on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We would love it. Also, feel free to follow us on our social medias at Murder She Joked. This week's episode is brought to you by the new hit show, Dr. Ezekiel Jornigan, Body Whisperer, available only on Sci-Fi Plus. Now, listeners, if you're like me, you get tired of the same old medical doctor shows where they just use science and logic and medical equipment to work with their, work with their patients. But if that's you, I highly recommend checking out Dr. Ezekiel Jornigan, Body Whisperer. It has suspense. Well, everybody, I hate to upset anyone, but the murder is in the room. And it's obvious because their face is saying, what? Action. I was confused by this body because it has no face. And a normal man would give up. But I saw their hands and they said, what? Romance. I think this begs one question and one question only, and that's what happened. And things you just would not even expect. Dr. Ezekiel Jornigan, Body Whisperer, coming this fall on NBC's YouTube channel. Welcome back for another episode of Murder, She Joked. It is your favorite host, Tara Montgomery, and I'm here to give you a thrilling story that I originally started to hear part of whilst being the lone rider on the public city bus. The bus driver, very interestingly, had their walkie-talkie radio on where I caught snippets of a, of a very, very interesting situation involving a possible murder definitely missing person and a whole lot of whole lot of radio static oh andy andy are you there this is me uh mark down at base i just wanted to check in with you and just see uh did tony ever show up uh after his shift, did he finish his route? I didn't see his logout time. Who? Tony. Tony, you know he drives the bus down. Um, he drives the bus down on Fifth Street. The guy with the red hair. Yeah, he has red hair. The only redhead in this entire town. The glasses. The only man with glasses in this entire town, yes. 
and the um, tattoo of the flower on his arm, that, that guy? Yes, very specific. The only man with a flower tattoo with red hair and glasses in this entire city. Tony. You don't even need to have a last name. It's just Tony. He's the only man named Tony in this entire city. Okay. Yes, I saw Tony. Um, I saw him last Friday. And that okay. was the only time I saw him in the, in the last few days. You said he had to work today? Yeah, he was supposed to be driving people on fifth. Oh, my God. You think there's no bus? I mean... I We've been getting complaints all day about people on 5th Street. I just thought, you know, he'd been going through a hard time. It's damn near 11 p.m., and you're telling me that you're just now getting to this complaint? No, I'm not now getting... You know what? You're my subordinate, okay? Don't you question what I'm doing. Okay, I'm the one that calls you, and you tell me where my drivers are, and guess what you didn't do, since that's the game you want to play. Okay? I have to manage a team of 50-something drivers. You know, Charlottesville is a big city. It is a big city. Also a really small, wonderful, home, family-centered city. Okay? I know Charlotte. Charlottesville? Okay, you moved here from Charlotte to Charlottesville, and you get them two towns mixed up all the time. You know what, let's get back to the, what we were discussing, okay? So I just want you to tell me, because it seems like the team of the team of 56 that you led, you lost one of your men. I only lead 50. Six of them are not under my purview. Hey, uh, guys, this is Bill. Uh, you got, you're talking a lot on the radio. Uh, my bus is on fire, and I've been trying to beep in for the last 10 minutes. I just want someone to know my bus is literally on fire. You could send an ambulance or a fire truck. We don't have time. You got a fire extinguisher on the bus. You took a fire course. You, you signed a waiver. Okay, just t handle it. I was just going to say call 911. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good choice. 999, right? So that seemed pretty interesting that, uh, that Andy had no recollection of Tony also interesting that that it, the conversation just seemed to go a bit in circles in the sense that neither one really wanted to admit what was going on. Also, I hope Bill's okay. Whatever's going on with him, that seemed a little like a rough situation. So here to con I'm I'm so excited that I was able to check public city records and get a hold of the public city workers. In Charlottesville, and now I am very pleased to be speaking with one and only Andy. Tony went missing, I guess. I don't know. I've managed 50 people. I don't know if you heard me talking about that in the interview, and technically there are 56 bus drivers in Charlottesville, and I don't manage all of them. I only manage the 50. And so 50 is a lot of people, okay, under my purview, and I cannot remember the names and faces of every single one of them. But yes, uh, technically, I am culpable for okay. not keeping track of Tony. I wanted to say his last name was Soprano, but I was informed it was Johnson. 
Okay, yeah, Tony Johnson. That was very easy to look up, uh, again, in the public city records of employees who work for the city. Um, I, I, it's interesting that you couldn't really recall him, him as him being the only redhead with uh, the glasses and flower tattoo in the whole city of Charlottesville. And I think that'd be pretty distinctive. I have something called facial dysplasia where I cannot remember, you know, faces or distinctive features and pair that with names. So I had a good picture of Tony in my head because of his uniqueness, but I didn't know it was Tony. I just took a stab in the dark because he was a unique look, but I, because of the facial dysplasia, Anyways, it's really sad that his body came washing up on the shore. Yeah, I was playing at the river and um, I was playing with my boat. My dad gave me for my birthday and um, I was playing pirates and I sunk one of my boats and I was like, Ahoy, shiver me timbers, pirates. And I looked down and there was a dead body. Like <laughs> oh a my woman, not a, not a pirate dead body because there were a lot of them, but they were Legos, but this was a real dead body. Oh my goodness. Richie, I thank you for coming on and talking to me. That's got to be so traumatic for you. Yeah, I poked it with a stick. And it farted. Oh, interesting. Richie, has your have your parents enrolled you in any kind of therapy or anything? What do you what do you, do you mean? I mean, are you able to talk to anyone? Because that seems like it's pretty traumatic. I'm talking you, to you right now. I'm this talking is true. to you. You're talking to an adult. That is true. Technically, I am an adult. Um, and I talk to people for a living, so I guess that qualifies as therapy. Uh, so, Richie, can you tell me anything else that you noticed? Was there anything weird that you noticed that day besides the dead body? That alone is very weird. But anything else? before? What, anything that you might have forgotten to tell the police or what you told the police and your dad when you when you found out that you were supposed to tell him? Yeah, there was um, mud everywhere and I got it on my brand new Crocs that my mom gave me. Um, and I had the Croc decorations that had said Richie Rocks and it got mud all over them. But I looked down and there was tire tracks in the mud, like big ones. Oh. Like, bigger than maybe what the car that your daddy drives? Bigger than that? Yes. My daddy drives a Tesla. Man, that is impressive. And that explains all the fantastic boats he got you for your birthday. Yeah, but that one sunk. I never got it back. Oh, that is true. Well, Richie, is there anything else that you think could be helpful for, for me to know in this situation. Yeah. When a dead body farts, it smells real bad. 
Just Where's in case thinking? you ever see one, it's gonna stink. Richie, that is so insightful. You are such a brave boy for coming on and telling me this. And I really, you're, you are truly a hero. You're, you're a big, brave boy. Well, folks, uh, the most credible witness we have for this story is a child. Well, I needed to talk to another, another authority figure in this situation because, unfortunately, like I said, the most credible witness was a 8-year-old boy. I was able to get on the get Officer Garvey on the phone to talk a little bit more about the police report and what have you. So here we go. Well, so the first thing that was odd, um, well, we occasionally will get 911 calls from children and that is, that's normal. Um, the call that we received, however, it took us a minute to figure out what was going on because in between his cries, all he was yelling about was that the fart smelled bad. Oh my God, it farted. And it's talking about the smell. He's like, <laughs> it smells like eggs, <laughs> but not the good one, the bad one. Honey, what is your location? <laughs> you know where you're I'm, at, I'm at the river, but it doesn't smell like a river. It smells like McDonald's eggs. <laughs> oh, okay. Which... Honey, which river are you at? The big one. Okay, so the Waxahachie River? Waxahachie? Yup, I think that's where he is. Okay. Uh, it's looking at me. What is To stop the body. The body, okay. Is it making, is it moving? Is it? Is it talking to you? No, a duck is eating its leg. <laughs> Okay, all right. I need you to do something for me, sweetheart. Do not touch that body, okay? Just I won't. Just stay right where you are. We're going to have officers there for you in a minute. Do you Stop hear? Stop it, Dad. Stop it. That's his diggy dog. Uh, sir, is the duck, the duck is eating the body. Can you, honey, can you do me a favor? Do not touch the body. Can you maybe move around in a way that might be menacing to the duck so it stops? Because that might have to be an obstruction of justice, and I just don't want to deal with that. Stop! Wee, wee, wee! Stop, duck! Leave his ding-dong alone! Okay, alright. Okay, did the duck, was the duck able to go? Did you get the duck away? No! He's doing it faster. Oh. Okay, that's alright. Honey, do you hear the sirens? They're going to be, I dispatched them as soon as you called me. Uh, now the duck's looking at me. Okay. Is it is it looking at you like it's kind of hungry? No, I think it's full of ding dong. Okay. Uh, do you hear sirens now? I mean, this is. Yeah, I think so. I can't hear over the duck's quack. Oh my. Okay. All right. Did you see uh, the body before, or how did you find it? You were just walking, and you and you saw it. I was playing with my pirate ships, and one of them sunk, and I looked down, and there was a body, but there wasn't a duck in. Okay, okay, so with the body, did you see uh, anything else that seemed, I mean, I know the body was going to be strange, but did it have any, like a, like a holes in its head, like bloody, was it maybe like a, or did it look like it maybe had been cut in a certain place? Did you see any bruises or cuts or, or boo-boos? 
he had a blue ball in his neck and his face looked like, what? Like his face was like, he, he said, what? Oh, like his facial expression. Okay, his facial expression yeah, looked like, like, like someone's like, boo, and he's like, what? Okay, all right, that's helpful. That's helpful. Okay. Don't um, put down the ding dong. Stop it. Okay. It's not stop it. I'm Tony's wife, and I had noticed him missing, but I thought he was on one of his walkabouts, and it was pretty sad to hear that his body turned up in the river. You you didn't notice that he had been gone for longer than what it would take for a normal walkabout. Like, that just didn't occur to you? I mean walkabout in this sense. Now, I'm not trying to be offensive. I realize I'm coming at this conversation with a lot of white privilege. But, you know, like, the Native American sense. He walked oh. about for a spiritual connection to the land. God, okay. Okay, gotcha. So not a walkabout as in like he's walking around the town, checking things out, but m more like he is walking around within himself. Yeah, but outside. Mm -hmm. And when he left, he said, when he left the house, he said to me, he said, sunshine, I may not be back anytime soon and then he kissed me and then he walked out the door and I to me it sounded like he was searching for something on his feet and in nature so I went back to making my homemade incense and gardening and taking care of our chickens and waited all right, now, Sunshine, this is something that happens to you pretty often. This is something that he, he this is not uncommon for him, for him to have gone for long stretches of time from you. Right? And as a bus driver, mm -hmm. he probably wore very weird hours. Uh, very interesting that to live the lifestyle that, anyway, I'm not going to get into that, to, to the, uh, to this socioeconomic of that, but. We both reject the notion of a, I'm sorry. We both rejected because now there is only one. We both rejected the notion of a capitalist society and we didn't want to be endangered servants. So if we needed to take a break from life, we would. But yes, this was the longest he had gone missing. Was there anything... I know you, you said that he told you he was going to leave for, for a walkabout, but what, was there anything weird he said leading up to that, like going on at work or any any weird suspicions like in regards to coworkers or anything like that leading up to his, uh, up to his trip? Well, he didn't get along with Mark at, from work. I know that okay. for a fact. Mark was... And I hate to say this, but Mark was a bit of a 
Mussolini. You know, the buses ran on time, but it didn't matter to him how they got there. I'm assuming you talked to Bill, but Bill's bus literally caught on fire this same night that Tony went missing, actually. And Bill had to solve the problem himself. So you can see the kind of situation that Tony had to work under. And I think a walkabout was perfectly necessary in that situation. And that's interesting you say that um, that Tony didn't get along with Mark because from the audio clip that I was able to get on my iPhone 5 SE the night of my bus ride, it made it sound more like Andy just refused to remember who Tony was and Mark was more concerned with, with uh, their whereabouts. It just seemed a little interesting. Could you speak to Tony and Andy's relationship at all since he was his direct uh, supervisor? Andy was just lazy. And she says that she has some sort of disease where she can't remember faces. I forget what it's called, like facial dysplasia maybe, but she just simply won't look up from her Sudoku books to look anyone in the face. That's all it is. There's no active hatred there. It's more like apathy for her level in life which honestly I can relate to like who wants to be an indentured servant to the bus man uh yes I performed the autopsy on the body Dr. Jornigan good to good to talk with you thanks for coming on yeah my name is Ezekiel Jornigan that is Dr. Ezekiel Jornigan the deceased had a tattoo um also red hair, which I have never seen on a body before. I looked at the body when it first came in and its face, uh, it was like, what? Oh, interesting. Like the facial expression was what? Yeah, like if someone was like, hey, Ezekiel. And I turned around and I was like, what? That's oh, the face okay. the body had. More of that like surprised, what? What What do you need? What are you saying my name for, what? Interesting anything internally going on that seemed weird any kind of like substances well yeah there was um i mean since i am a doctor there was a water present in the lungs which means the deceased was not dead when they entered the water they were still breathing for them to take in water into their lungs so it was a drowning have you have you had been able to like have any like external contact with the family or or close friends or relatives Oh yeah, Since I mean, you, are the doc- you also are back. the town doctor, so I just was curious. Yes. I'm sorry, I, I had contact before because I am their family doctor, and I had contact afterwards because I had to pull a sheet back and be like, is this your husband? Then I saw another face that was like, what? It was like shocked, like, that's my husband, they're dead. But I think it was more like maybe a what, like, how did you find this body? Like, maybe she was surprised we even had it. Not so much surprised, like, what? He's dead. It was like, what? Why do you have this body? Okay, so more like, how did you get a hold of this body and not like, oh my goodness, my partner is gone. I don't want to like start, you know, talk outside of school, but maybe she was like, oh no, there's a body now. And if I did it, there's evidence. That was, you minored in body linguistics. So um, that was, that definitely comes in handy in situations like this. 
Because the so, dead tells a lot of secrets when they're with their bodies. You were able to tell that uh, that Tony said what? Not everyone yeah. could do that. I'm kind of like the ghost whisperer, but body whisperer. But sometimes they're yelling like what? <laughs> sometimes they whisper like what? But this was a yelling like what? Like betrayal. That is an astute observation that uh, not everybody can make unless you majored in body linguistics. All right, listeners, we've had a few, uh, I don't know if I want to say helpful leads, but definitely interesting leads. We're going to crack down on this case uh, after a commercial break from our sponsors. Now, listeners, if you're like me, you probably grew up in a world where Everyone between the ages of 16 and 18 were taking driver's ed and getting their driver's license. But if you are in another category of people where it just never occurred to you, you weren't able to, didn't have the means, or it just wasn't, you just really liked walking, all are fine. If you are in that latter category, this ad is for you. Driver's Ed Online is a completely online and totally accessible online course you to get your driver's license so now you can finally understand what olivia rodrigo is singing about all the time everything fully online do it right from your home including the driver's course fully virtual driver's ed online where anything is possible all right listeners we're back now uh, before the commercial break, I was left with quite a few open-ended uh, situations here and, and possible different routes that I could have taken with this. But I'm so excited to have Mark, Tony's former employer, back on to speak a little bit more about uh, about the situation. I've been a I've been a bus dispatcher my whole life. My daddy was a bus driver dispatcher. His daddy was a bus driver dispatcher when they first made bus drivers, you know, before there were buses yeah. and now we got buses and it's just been a family legacy. And you just see the same old kind of guys come in there. They just want to, you know, drive the bus. They don't care about those kids. They don't right. care about the people. They don't care about nothing. They just want to get a dollar. Tony wasn't that way. You know, he cared about his job. He had a zest for life and he had a drive and a passion for driving that I had never seen. And any drivers in my 25 years of being a bus dispatcher, I had never seen somebody just so passionate about this job, about his corporate bus driving government reporting job. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And uh, from my understanding, um, when we've spoken, you know, off air, uh, he was up for a promotion. He was. He. Uh, I did give him a promotion. It had not. I'd offered it to him. He said mm -hmm. it. You know, so he was at this point, he was driving down um, Fifth Street, you know, so I, I thought, you know, because he had just such a passion and a, and a, a drive for driving. Oh, harp my puns. Tony loves puns. I, I wanted to give him something that was going to be able to just expand on his ability, you know, and it, like something for him to grow up. I've been like all these other assholes, like they give them you know whatever let them drive whatever they're going to do so i made tony bus driver supreme okay and Whoa. With that, well i was going to give him that so what he was going to be able to do is drive down you know fifth um i was also going to give him broadway 
And Whoa. that's like, that is the, the, if you are into driving, that is like the best route you can get. And, and that's the route that everybody wanted to have. You know, these guys, they, right. they, they were, they just couldn't handle it. Tony could handle it. Tony could handle it. So I was going to give it to him. And he said, you know, he was real excited, started crying. He said, you know, this has been my dream since I was a little boy. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that you were giving me this opportunity, Mark, but I got to go home and talk about it with my wife. And I respect that. He was very progressive, loved his wife. Very uh, much. Hey, uh, Mark, it's, it's Bill. I'm sorry. You said not to bother you when you tours a lot, and I'm sorry, but the uh, printer combo fax machine is on fire. Bill? I told you, really, like literally, why do I pay for those fire trainings if you are not going to, don't bother me with this stuff, okay? Do you not know how to use a fire extinguisher? Get some water. Get, okay, sorry. Okay, just don't bother me again. I am so sorry about him. He is a, a great A idiot. Just it's an okay. absolute waste of my time. He's the worst person that's ever existed ever in the history of the world. Freaking Bill. Tony was a great man. He was a great, great man, and he was going to reinvent the bus driving industry, and it was going to be beautiful, but he had to go talk to his wife about it, and I respect that because he was a good husband. I wouldn't want to say anything too negative about my buddy's partner, but there's a lot of times where she seemed more like his adversary. You know what I'm hmm. saying? Yeah, like she, absolutely. She knew. She knew. They knew each other when they were kids. She knew when they were little kids and he's driving around a little plastic play school bus. This has been his dream. But she had to get in his head with all this, we don't we don't report to the man bullshit. They went on some cultural appropriating, you know, spirituality tour, whatever. And then all of a sudden, that's what they do. They were all hippie and all with their spirits and spiritual. And I just... I saw the light die in that man's eyes. And that was sad. It was sad, but I, I felt it. I didn't feel it, I saw it. Sorry, I have I have this condition called feeling dysplasia. It's where you yeah, like you have a feeling, but you can't really like assign it to a specific like body sensation. So I just kind of get the things and stuff. Anyway. No, I'm an empath, so I totally, I feel that. I feel right. that dysplasia. Well, listeners, it's very interesting that for someone named Sunshine, she took the light out of Tony's eyes, so we say. I also am one for the puns. I just want to say, yes, a bus went missing under my supervisory responsibilities. My, a bus went missing. A bus went missing. Did you notice, did anyone fill out the, like the, the log for renting out the bus? Was there any suspicious activity that you kind of noticed? Like what time of day you finally realized, not finally, but the day you realized that um, you were missing a bus? I have an affliction called bus dysplasia. Yes, it is a medical condition. So these types of questions are not going to get you anywhere because... I don't recognize one bus from another. I can't. But you, so I, I am curious, just um, how did you, uh, 
how did you get the job that you have? If you're you you oversee buses, you oversee people, you can't remember people or buses, which happens. I understand. I'm gonna be respectful to that, but um, more on a personal note, just um, I'm just curious how how and why do you have the job that you have? Mark is my ex-husband, and I agreed to knock child support down by fifty dollars a month if he would give me a job. Okay, okay, there it is. I know you have a hard time remembering people and stuff. Um, I know and it's a bus. medical condition and buses, but did, did you have any kind of a relationship with uh, Tony and Sunshine since uh, you work so closely with Tony for so long? I know that that's fuzzy for you, but you know, uh, just wondering what you what your relationship with the two of them was. As you know, I don't know which one was Tony and which one was Sunshine. But I do know that there was a couple who were not very happy with one another. Not unlike Mark and I when we were married. But there was a time, well, right before Tony went missing, where there a couple came in to the bus station and were arguing. And the woman was a little angrier than I would expect a Southern woman to behave. Mm. I believe the words, I will kill you, were said. Oh, that's pretty, that's, that's, um, pretty serious, I feel like, especially dealing with a uh, death that we're dealing with right now. If I had a dollar for every time I told Mark I would kill him, I would be a millionaire. So I didn't think too much of it. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I guess hey, there are. Uh, Andy, uh, it's Bill. I know you don't recognize me. I have the lazy eye, buck teeth, and a scar across my face. Uh, Mark said not to bother him no more, but the fire extinguisher is on fire. Bill, what do we pay you for? Just take care of it, Bill. Take care of it. I will kill oh. you if that fire does not. Okay, I'll try. Uh, that sounded kind of serious. Did you need to deal with that? No, I'm gonna go back to my Sudoku though, because that is waiting for me. Well, listeners, we have a lot of inf- interesting information to go off of now. Uh, lots of lots more that we've learned, but even more interestingly, during my investigations, a longtime friend of Tony, Gary Pickerson, was willing to come on and share a little bit of information that he had regarding the disappearance and death of Tony. Yeah, uh, you know, I got a uh, telephone, uh, mobile phone, you know? Yeah. You know what those are, right? The ones that's not in your house? Right, ones you can take carry around and, yeah. and do. Yeah, I, I have a fi- uh, iPhone 5 SE myself. Nice, nice, nice. Well... I got one of those, and I got a voicemail on it. I, you know, it was from Tony. I didn't listen to it because I don't like voicemails. I'll, I'll talk to you in person. Right, um, right. I finally did listen to it, and I guess it was a butt dial. And you know what that is, right? You know where uh, a body part calls some your phone, and it's not on purpose. Right. Yes, I've gotten a couple, done those, a couple of those myself. Yeah, that, that didn't used to happen with the landlines. Oh no, that'd be you have to try really hard. And, yeah, and knock a phone off the wall with your butt and dial it. That would be impossible. Yeah. I'm, be I'm impossible. picturing it. 
But anyway, voicemail, I listened to it finally. And it's, it's hard to make out. It sounds like it's in a pocket. But uh, it's muffled. And you hear like, you know, I haven't listened to it in a while. I'll give it to you. But it's kind of like, blah, 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 blah. And you hear like, Tony. And then you hear what? Okay. Okay. And actually, probably, I won't say that because I'll let the uh, voicemail. Uh, okay. Gotcha. I won't ruin that joke. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a voicemail. It's kind of garbled. But uh, here, I'll send it. You can have it. And that was the end of the voicemail. And obviously the end of Tony's life. Who would have thought famous last words would have been what? That is uh, harrowing, to say the least. And quite a summation of dear Tony's life in full. Uh, Listeners, if you were not sure, as a recap, that voice you heard was not only Tony with the beautiful singing, who would have thought... Takes all types, you know, very talented singer, but that was none other than his beloved partner, Sunshine, who said Tony. So, uh, it's safe to say that Sunshine is guilty. That's that's wild, a partner scorned, if you will. But, listeners, I just want to know why, as I'm sure you all do now as well. Tony seemed happy. He loved his job. He was about to get a promotion, you know, and he had a wonderful partner that he seemed to love very much and seemingly thought that uh, she loved him. It just all seems so bizarre to me. Just both anti-capitalist people going on walkabouts, but their life was about to change with that promotion, I suppose. And then their lives fully changed after that. Listeners, this has been 
a very, very interesting episode. And I appreciate you listening. So tune in next time to Murder, She Joked. This week's episode of Murder, She Joked was brought to you by Courtney Warner as your host, Tara Montgomery, Dana Daniele as Andy and Sunshine, Libby Gens as Mark, Tony Johnson, and Officer Garvey, and special guest Grant Collins as Bill, Richie, Dr. Ezekiel Jornigan, and Gary Pickerson. Music by Megan Rose.